Welcome to the Undelivered Podcast, where we talk about women's health, infertility, miscarriage, and everything else that no one told you. This is the Undelivered. Hey, y'all. Before we get started on today's episode, I have some exciting news to share. The Undelivered Podcast has its very first sponsor, and I can't wait to tell you about them. It's no shock that I've had a really tough history with my period. Between cramps that took my breath away, clots the size of softballs, nausea, and even back cramps, I felt for years that my period was absolutely unlivable. I walked around not knowing that the traditional tampons and pads contain a GMO-filled cotton with plastic fibers that actually made us bleed heavier and were created to make us use more of them. How convenient. They cause more painful cramps, and wouldn't you know it, they contain multiple carcinogens that disrupt our natural hormones and could cause infertility. That is why I'm so thankful that I found the Lena Cup. The Lena Cup is a reusable menstrual cup that is made from 100% medical-grade silicone, and it's free of harmful BPAs, toxins, fragrances, and chemicals. The Lena Cup can be worn for up to 12 hours, and you don't feel it at all. Seriously, the very first day that I wore my Lena Cup, I went hiking with minimal bleeding and zero cramps. It has absolutely changed my life. Undelivered listeners can now receive a 10% discount at checkout on lenacup.com by entering the code LENA-UNDELIVERED. That's in all caps at lenacup.com, and it's L-E-N-A-UNDELIVERED. Try it for yourself today, and thank you guys so much for being here. Hello. Oh, God, I feel like I am underwater and coming back from the dead. This is so, such an odd feeling. Hi, Ashley. How are Hi. you? You honestly sound so much better than you did. You sounded truly like you were dying. Y'all, it, and I don't mean to make light of it because I know that COVID is a very serious situation. Two years into a pandemic, never hit the Henry household ever. Not You're once. so, I've had, we've had it twice. Mm-mm. Nope. Never had it. And then we went down like a sack of freaking potatoes. <laughs> oh my God. I went down first and my mother is a saint. That woman is a saint. I went down two Sundays ago. And then a week later on that Sunday, I'm sitting in the living room for the first time I was in our bedroom for an entire week. My mom had just left from helping Kyle deal with Sam and everything. She had just left that morning and he looks at me and he goes, babe, I don't feel good. I'm like, don't, don't even do it. Can't yep. even look at you. Don't do it. And he had a fever. Mm-hmm. So it's just been like, I was so close to being so skinny because my taste buds were. Could you gone. taste it all? I could, I, they came back. My taste was gone. <sighs> my taste and smell was gone for like four or five days. Everything is extremely salty. Like I could bite into an apple right now and it would taste salty, but I can still taste it. That's so weird. It's so weird. But I was like, I am so skinny. I don't care about food. I don't care. Like that. It just really reframes like the whole way that you look and think about everything. Cause you're mm-hmm. like, we don't eat to survive. We eat to thrive. What is the point of like eating if you can't, you can't taste, taste anything it. yeah I know and I was like I, be, I will eat some beets I will have kale smoothies I mean I eat pretty healthy anyway but I'm like I'll do all this stuff because I don't care anymore can, like what's the point of it. eating a Dorito because you can't taste a Dorito you're lucky I <clears> lost <throat> my taste and smell for well over a month it was so annoying 
for the it's four or so five annoying. Days. And it's still kind of scary because my smell is like hit or miss. Like yep. I was making coffee yep. this morning and then you realize, oh weird, I can taste the coffee, but that's the first time I've smelled it in like two weeks. It's very, very strange. Anywho, a <laughs> girl is not skinny. Welcome back to the Undelivered Podcast. I survived COVID. Hello, everyone. You sound <laughs> like so much more energetic. I can't get over. I am delirious. <laughs> I, am, I, I really, I really am. I feel like I've been underwater I feel like I have no social skills. It's and I, the craziest my, thing. It's the weirdest thing. And my energy, it is 121 in the afternoon. I feel like I just woke up five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. It took me a good probably <clears throat> three months to feel back to myself after three COVID. Months? But I had it really bad. Like I was one of the ones mine borderline turned into pneumonia. <sighs> um, Yeah, it was crazy. Like I could not. I couldn't even hardly change Ridge's diapers because I, I couldn't lift him up. So thankfully, thankfully, I mean, if we're, if we were going to get it the way we got it, you know, like I had it first mm-hmm. and yeah. then, and then Brandon got it. So thankfully we kind of like swapped out because that's kind of what we did too. There's no, there's no way. Like, I think when Brandon finally got it, he was like, Okay, I get it now. Like I mm-hmm. know why you feel like absolute garbage. I think he probably thought I was being dramatic in the beginning, but it it's like any I, I have never experienced illness like it. You know, never. my mom came to help us. Thank God for that woman. And she she's one, she is not a hypochondriac. I'm not either, but she has also not had COVID and you know, at any point in the last two years. And she's like, I mean, it's it, it feels like the flu, huh? I said, Mom, this is unlike anything I've ever felt in my life. Mm-hmm. Unlike any flu, upper respiratory infection. Like I thought I was gonna chip a tooth the two Sunday nights ago when I first went down, the fever, my fever was so high, my body chills. And like fatigue was so bad. My teeth were like clattering Mm -hmm. and Kyle was like, babe, you're going to hurt your teeth. Like, stop. Like, and I'm like, I can't, I can't (laughs) Can't stop. I can't control this. (laughs) So Uh, I'm glad you're feeling better. Me too. I'm really, um, I'll be super pumped when this brain fog goes away. Um, I'll, I'll let you TB, TBD to be determined. I'll let you know when that shit goes away. Yeah. I remember the first time I realized how bad that actually was. I like ventured back out into the grocery store for the first time. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody has their grocery store. You know, it like the back of your hand. I was moving around that place like a zombie. Like I had never been there before in my life. I felt like I was moving at a snail's pace. It was Mm. bananas. I feel like if I had to go to Kroger right now, I'd be really, really struggling. Oh, and freaking pink eye. What is that? Oh, yeah. Viruses are crazy, man. Yeah. So I got a double case of pink eye. I woke up like a week ago with my right eye swollen shut. And then it moved from my right eye to the left eye. Was so worried about my vision because I haven't had pink eye since I was like, I've never had it. I think I had it once when I was in daycare years ago. I mean, when I was like a toddler. Yeah. But as an adult, 
you realize like, oh, this really kind of like affects my vision and I have it in both eyes. And my mom had just gone back. I had to take Sam to school. I'm like, I'm driving on the road with double pink eye. I cannot, I probably shouldn't be saying that. Like I was like, <laughs> kept blinking. And I'm like, jeez, I can't see. Anywho, not what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. We're back ready to hurt some feelings. Again. Oh gosh. <laughs> Ashley loves hurting feelings. Um, well, we're, we're here on the roadmap. We've taken our pit stops on friendships, which was so fun. We've taken our pit stops at divorce, which, Oh, Ashley, did I tell you we stirred up some drama in my hometown? I figured that was going to happen. I mean, I didn't, but I mean, you Sarah didn't told- No, a small town like that. And somebody is finally like, who has kept quiet is finally getting to kind of speak their piece. Oh, I knew it would ruffle some feathers. I I had no idea, but I had people text me that I haven't heard from in years. And they're like, I'm so proud of you for helping Sarah. I'm like, I didn't help her. She told her own story, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that she trusted our podcast to do it, but yeah, people was, people was mad, but do we, well, don't be, no, don't Mm -mm. be doing dumb. Yeah. Stuff. that's keep it in your pants in Disney world I'll keep and- <laughs> I'll keep my true feelings and words in my brain I probably shouldn't have said that but again delirious okay so we are on a roadmap ladies and we are making our way we're circling back yep. towards infertility why and, and I'll say this I feel like I kind of like skirt around the issue each each episode it feels calculated that at this point, right? We've got an entire generation of women who are going through IVF, recurrent miscarriages. They can't get pregnant. They're not ovulating. Their cycles are off. It's calculated at this point, right? We've discussed about it being in our food, in the birth control. It's in the air. But what else is it in? And I, and I do always make a joke about this. I was talking to my friend Taylor about this at dinner. And she's like, I always laugh when you say, we're already infertile. Why can't we smell good? Well, here we go. We're going to talk about what's in our beauty products, our fragrances, cleaning, um, our cleaning supplies, the detergent. And Ashley has nerded out way more than I have. Um, So I'll let you kind of kick us off here, but it it does, it feels calculated. Like there's plastics everywhere. We can't escape it. There's fragrance everywhere. We can't escape it. There's they like you can <clears throat> it just takes a lot of effort and research is it possible though like truly in 2022 in middle america we don't live in the mountains we don't you know we have to be exposed because even consider this my grandfather was a physician and he used to tell my mom that daycares are so filled with so many germs that a pregnant woman should not even walk through the front door of a daycare center because that's mm-hmm. how many germs are everywhere. You can live the cleanest, most organic life in your own home. But as soon as you step out and you go to Kroger and you go down, you know, the, the cleaning solution aisle, you're just, it's covered. It's everywhere. Well, I, I mean, I think, I don't think we're so far gone there i mean yeah we're we're being exposed everywhere but i do think it starts at home and i think it's okay let's just jump into it yeah you go ahead ahead. (laughs) okay so honestly what kind of started 
getting my like gears grinding on all of this is I don't remember a few months ago if you um saw anything about like Olaplex there was like a big stink about Olaplex the, a few months the shampoo ago. and conditioner yes okay is it supposed to be clean uh, I don't think it's deemed clean but I okay. think something came out about some of the ingredients being carcinogenic or something like that. Like oh I remember, gosh. I remember Olaplex came out, like they made a statement about it. It was like that big of a deal, but at the time that's what I was using. And oh. I just remember I flipped the bottle around and I'm like, Oh my gosh, why are there so many ingredients in this teeny tiny little bottle mm -hmm. like the ingredient list was it was outrageous and I'm like there's okay okay there has to be a better alternative so that's kind of when I started <laughs> this deep dive um that has since spiraled you know into cleaning products and detergent all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. um and what's crazy is all of, while there is a ton of ingredients on Olaplex, as I've said before, when you see the word fragrance, well, I think when they try to get fancy with it and what it perfume, like, mm -hmm. um, so technically there's probably plus a hundred ingredients to this to, to that shampoo because of the the fragrance aspect of it but they don't have to disclose it as i've said before and i guess my my biggest thing with all of these the health the beauty and health stuff is i'm like okay why won't they disclose it well you said before that it's because it's a trade secret but i it think is. that's baloney i mean i think it's because they know that it would alarm people Right. And so then I'm like, okay, that's so shady. Like, why am I giving, especially right now with the cost of all this, everything, I'm like, why am I giving these people my money? Right. Like, I don't trust them. I don't trust them for Jack. So anyways, that got me researching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I watched docu some documentaries and again, just like the you know, the seed oils and the, all the, all the stuff with the food, Right. this has kind of been another one of my, it's, it's disgusting. It's disgusting how we're essentially all lab rats and we're being poisoned mm -hmm. is what it is. Absolutely. We're being poisoned. Um, and that sounds so dramatic. It does. It sounds so dramatic. Like I'm why would crazy. these, no, but I know that you're not crazy. And if we sit back and we look at it, we're like, okay, take, take away infertility, take that out of the equation for a second. We have been so sick the last two years. Okay. Sure. There's a pandemic, but there are people on oodles amounts of medication and the only cure is to put, get you on more medication. Diabetes is through the roof, hypertension through the roof. Like there's just, we're yeah. just sick. And you, I did read something that it's the, the BPAs that everybody, you know, you'll, you'll go and you buy something and it says free from BPAs, which mm -hmm. is the, 
I, I tried to do as much research as Ashley did for this episode and I needed somebody, especially with my COVID brain fog, put it on a first grade level and feed it to me. But they, I, there was no such thing. So it's just kind of over my head. But these BPAs, there's anywhere from 100 to 85,000 chemicals in our daily lives that we're exposed mm -hmm. to. 85,000 chemicals. And we wonder why women's hair is falling out. We wonder why we're infertile. We wonder, I fell down the rabbit hole of sperm issues. Mm -hmm. The testosterone is The decreasing. testosterone is like, they're, the sperm are misshapen. They're not swimming. They're like the lower the counts, lower counts. Um, they're stagnant. They're there, but they're not swimming. Like it's just all, it's just all this stuff. And you look at like your uh, hygiene, uh, hygiene products, your deodorant, your lotions that's filled with parabens. And I thought that I was doing good. I, I'm mm -hmm. not, I'm not doing good well, at all, but it's, and what makes me so mad is these companies should be held more responsible they get this tricky, tricky labeling to look all nice and pretty like, oh, like we're good. We're clean, but they're not. They're replacing, they're taking one thing and trading it out for another that's just mm -hmm. as harmful, but because there's of the regulations, they're, they they're able to get away with it. Thirties, right? Yeah. Okay. Go yep. ahead. I know yep. you've got here's, all these numbers. Oh, she's doing a little dance. <laughs> she's so excited. Here's. <laughs> just a little brief history on the beauty industry. So, um, and these, I got most of the stuff. There's a, um, documentary called stink and then toxic beauty. Those are two that I watched that I, I think they're both on Netflix. I don't remember, but anyways, they're really eye-opening and easy to follow if, if you want to learn more at like a not so overwhelming. Yeah, that's what I need. Pace. Um, so the beauty industry really, really took off after World War II. Mm -hmm. And it was after World War II because that's when chemists, their jobs really took off because of all the warfare chemicals needed during World War II. So the, yes, the, like the chemistry and like the chemical making and all of that really took off after World War II. Now, before that, <laughs> there were, you know, federal regulations with beauty products, quote, beauty products, because back then there were, uh, let's be honest, there weren't that many. We have a page and a half of regulations for beauty products, which is an $84 billion industry, by the way, a page and, and a half by a page and a half that has not been changed since the thirties, the 1930s. That's terrifying. We have, I don't even know the number of how many chemicals and products we have added to like our, our daily routine since then. But it's astronomical. And so here's the deal. When you're eating all these terrible foods, when you're using product after product after product, you probably cannot even count how many chemicals you're exposing yourself 
two in a day, but like at your own hands, I'm not talking about like what right. you're being exposed to when you leave your house. I am talking about like you were willingly, maybe unknowingly, but you were willingly putting the stuff all over your body. And if you, I think I lose people here a little bit when I'm like, cause we like to harp on all the health problems. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of people out there who aren't, who have been lucky enough, I guess, to get by eating whatever they want, using whatever beauty products they right. want, and they haven't suffered from infertility or right. endocrine disorders. So that, so they think that they are untu- untouchable, I think. But I or think if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like I'm able right. to have babies. My skin's not freaking out. My hair's not falling out. So why fix it? Right. But I'm going to equate that to, okay, let's take smoking, for instance. We all know it's terrible just because you're a lifetime smoker. Maybe you make it to like, I don't know, 70 without COPD or heart attack or whatever. That doesn't mean it hasn't affected you. Right. Because it 100% has affected you. It's just in a minimal way. I don't know. But you can't see what's underneath, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. And I, I think I figured this out the hard way, obviously, after all of my infertility issues. I am very chemically sensitive. And I realize that now. And I'm still, like, I'll do really, really good for a minute. And I'll do, like, fun fact, you're hearing it here first. I haven't used body wash in two years. I use charcoal soap sometimes, sometimes. I don't even use that because your body, there. You detox. People are going to think that I'm like so gross. I bathe, Mm -mm. but it's, it's not like you don't need all this silk and magnolia fragrance. Like, why do you want to smell like a magnolia? Like that is just pure Poison. Hold on. Coming from somebody who still sprays perfume all over themselves. I haven't used perfume since (laughs) I had COVID. (laughs) No, I know. You do. You want to smell nice. I get it. No, you're right. Call me out because, (laughs) well, for me, it was the cleaning supplies. It wasn't even the beauty stuff, which you're putting directly onto your skin, Mm -hmm. which here's what I figured out. So we all remember Jermaine. We love Jermaine. Yes. And I... This was over a year ago, I think. We were going over to Jermaine's house for a little bridal dinner for our friend Kristen. And I was on my period. And I, it was terrible. Before I had my last two miscarriages, where I'm pretty sure I've said this before, after the day after um, I lost Lorelai, I had about two or three fibroids just fall out Mm -hmm. of me. And then my cycles have been quite different since then. But I was at Jermaine's house and I was leaving early. I was leaving a party for my friend. She was getting married. We had just gotten started. Bottles of wine had just opened. Dinner had just been served. And I'm like, guys, I love you. I'm going home. I'm absolutely miserable and embarrassed. Ooh, what was my dog? Hello. Um, But I was embarrassed because I was handling a period like I was a first time teenager and I was 30 years old not knowing how to handle 
the, the clots and the pain. And it was just unbearable. And I looked at Jermaine and she's like, what's wrong? Why are you leaving? And I said, it's my period again. I don't, I thought I had it under control and I don't. And she finally, she got a little rough with me and she's like, that's it. Enough, enough. I want you away from every chemical that you can think of. I want you. And she made me like go through like, what are you using to clean your house? What are you using to bathe your body? What are you using to wash your clothes? And I came from that mentality. If it smells clean, it's clean. So to me, if you walk into my house and it didn't smell like pine salt or bleach or Windex, it wasn't clean. And I still have such a hard time with that. The, the chemicals that they put the fragrance in candles that we burn in our house mm-hmm. because we want to look mm-hmm. relaxing and we want our house to smell nice. And it's all about the smells. That's how they get you. And essentially I would, when I would clean my bathtub, I would drown the thing in bleach, let it sit, pour an extra layer of Comet on there, scrub, scrub, scrub. I mean, it was a beautiful, sparkly chef's kiss. It was very clean. (laughs) It looked very clean. But then I would immediately rinse and drain it and get into it. Well, what the naked eye can't see is all the chemicals that are left behind on the bathtub, on the handles, on the, the drain and in the jets. I was basically boiling myself in bleach Mm -hmm. for years Mm -hmm. and I finally stepped back and took all that away. My cycles got better. I started using a different product, which I'll tell you about later. Um, And, and, you know, things got better, but I'm like, we, I was boiling myself in bleach and then getting out and you think that you're being clean, you know, you exfoliate and you put on all these lotions and you really are putting poison on the biggest organ on your body. And it's terrifying because how do we step back and remove that? That's a, that's a mentality. I remember waking up on the weekends and cleaning the house with my mom, opening up all the windows, pine salt everywhere, and it smells clean. So then that, you know, that scent triggers a memory and you have to break down and deconstruct 20 years of a beauty routine or a cleaning routine in your house. Why? Because we're being poisoned. Well, we didn't know that we were being poisoned until it was too late. And now none of us can have children and it's just a freaking mess. Well, even now, so obviously there's been more research done on all of this from like when we were even kids, you know, but like, even now these companies are getting away with it. Yeah. I mean, but but nobody's, well, that's the thing. Who's trying to stop them. Is anybody trying to stop them? I think there's plenty of people trying to stop them, but I think you have to follow the money. Yeah. And you have to follow who is involved. So, okay. I think this was in the stink documentary who like world health organization, they recognize that Endocrine, endocrine disruptors, which are in all of our beauty products, that it's a worldwide concern. Um, okay. Hello. What are you doing about it? Well, literally the same thing that they said when it comes to infertility, like we know it's a problem here at the end, end of chapter, end of the website. If you've been following along at all, you know, that anything that is disrupting your endocrine system, it's affecting your entire body. 
whether you know it or not, it's affecting, it is genetically altering our cells, endocrine disruptors. And that's, that's been the big thing. I know the last couple of years, like you've on a lot of the labeling, you've seen like paraben free, phthalate free. Mm-hmm. Those are like the big endocrine disruptors, but they're replacing it with, for example, I, gosh, I can't even pronounce as far as like methylthiolozine or something. And you'll see out, I think I actually bought a bottle of like seventh generation laundry detergent, which is Mm -hmm. supposed to be cleaner. Yeah. It listed the ingredients. And then a new thing that they've all started doing is being like plant, plant derived, Mm. um, you know, all that stuff. So they list that one ingredient as I think as being like plant-based or something. Okay. Well, that's just another fancy word for another it's another form of formaldehyde (gasps) in our laundry detergent (laughs) that chemical in particular is also um one of so every year the american dermatology association comes out with like an allergen of the year Mm -hmm. y'all need to go look at all of the ingredients that have been allergens of the year like that is not a title you want to have as a chemical I don't think but go read all of your labels oh geez Louise (laughs) and see all the things that are terrible for us that they're putting in our health and home products and passing it off as um found in nature (laughs) So in getting ready for this episode, I was trying to do as much research as Ashley had. And I was watching this YouTube video that I'll link in the show notes. And this uh, chemist from, oh gosh, Mount Sinai, I think she was saying um, that all these endocrine disruptors and the BPAs and the phthalates and all these things, it's the fastest thing to move through your system. Like you can, meaning it's the fastest thing chemical it's the fastest chemical that can like attack your system but if you remove yourself from it it's the fastest thing to detox out of you but then the hard part is is that at some point it is bound to come back in to a point where it won't leave your system um there was also a movie I think I told you to watch it's called Dark Waters with Mark Ruffalo so they're um essentially and this is (laughs) terrifying when you sit there and think about it because you're like okay let's eat clean and organic okay sure let's use you know chemical free laundry detergent house cleaner no more candles okay we're good um let's go cook my organic kale that I grew myself in my backyard so we've all we all love uh calflon telflon the non-stick pans right we did we don't well, we did, don't we? Yes. Well, <laughs> have you seen, oh my gosh, I saw a TikTok that there was some new brand that came out. It's like the pink pan, the pink and green pan with the gray center. And everybody's like talking about how great they are and, you know, whatever. Anyways, all the influencers are cooking with this, this pan now. I don't know what it's called. Anyways. Um, so this movie is based on a true story and it's, it follows this attorney who fought for 20 
years to get this company to stop putting essentially the chemical that's it, it is a chemical there's a reason I mean your your food is kind of supposed to stick to a pan it's it's mm-hmm. it's not supposed to just slide off like paint or butter and um the chemical that's in telflon calflon started getting into the water system of yep. this town and so all this all this um this farmer all of his cows died so therefore he was a farmer so his i mean his income supply was just kaput because this this chemical was in the water system it killed his cows killed his wife she got cancer it eventually killed him made um all the children in that town that had baby teeth before their adult teeth grow grew in they rotted out of their head i mean the teeth were just rotten and so at the end of the movie it's like an aaron brockovich situation kind of of what same exact thing yes exactly Mm -hmm. and so it's like you know david and goliath and this little guy this attorney fights and fights and fights and fights for 20 years and so at the end of the movie that watching that movie is what made me switch over to stainless steel um you mean it wasn't my pestering it sure wasn't honey (laughs) (laughs) shoot if i can't convince you how am i going to convince anybody else it was Mark Ruffalo in the movie. Um, no, I, I don't know. It's just terrifying. So, I mean, I immediately was like, oh, I'm going to Costco. Yeah. A stainless steel set. But at the end, oh, it just it gets you, you know, where like the credits roll when it gives you like, you know, the, the few paragraphs of like where they are now or whatever happened to the case or whatever. And um, 99% of Americans have been exposed to that chemical that is in Calflon nonstick pans, it is in our systems since the day we were born. Actually, in our systems before we were born. Oh yes, well you're <laughs> you're probably right because I also <laughs> want to talk about. Um, my mom used to make this terrible joke about her having cancer in the sixties. I feel like y'all both make terrible. Y'all you gotta dark laugh. Humors. We do have some dark humor, baby. You gotta laugh to keep from crying. Um, but she, you know, everybody says, oh, it was the sixties. We didn't know. Well, some people knew you might not have known, but some people knew in the sixties. And so she and her friends growing up in her neighborhood in new Orleans, they would ride their bicycles behind the bug truck. Oh my God. That's like one of my mom's most fond childhood memories. (laughs) Well, she used to always joke that that's what gave her cancer. Yeah, And I kind of thought, no, I don't think that's what gave you cancer, but it's what gave your daughter infertility for sure. Cause she carried, uh, I mean, right, uh, right. It is a generational, what we do today immediately affects the generations that come behind us. You carry around your sperm all the time. We carry around the DNA for future eggs all the time. My grand, it's a beautiful thought. My grandmother carried part of my DNA right. when she was pregnant with my mom. It's a beautiful, lovely thought, but it's also terrifying. And I will say, thank God, Mamma Faye, she didn't smoke or drink or anything during the fifties. Um, but I mean, it's, it's just, it's this terrifying, where do we go? How do we fix it? We just want, we're not going to stop washing our clothes. We're not going to stop using some products everybody needs to stop cooking with nonstick pans. I'm just going to tell you that shit right 100% now. 100% like please. That and seed oils. And seed mm-hmm. oils. And go watch that movie called Dark Waters. It is terrifying. Um, 
and shit brush up on Aaron Brockovich too I love that movie <laughs> I love that movie so okay speaking of the like the newborn thing like we're exposed the minute mm-hmm. so here's a fun fun fact for you okay in um the stink documentary they actually they tested the umbilical cords they tested the cords for 300 chemicals oh, god do you know how much how many every single newborn tested positive for from the cord huh out of 300 289 out of the 300 that they tested for that makes me feel so hopeless Ashley. i know i like, know what and we say this every episode so what's the answer <laughs> We, I mean, walk around naked and hand wash linen in a creek and grow your own tomato. And, oh, I got so damn mad at Kyle Henry. We have our own little garden in the back. Yeah. And something was eating the tomatoes. Do you put seven dust on it? He freaking put seven dust on my organic garden. And I was like, Kyle, this is so not the point of growing our own trash, sir. (laughs) Not the point, dude. I know people, I... So my grandparents, I think notorious, everybody has used seven dust. My dad has a huge garden. He still uses seven dust and I'm just like cringing in my seat. Like Mm -hmm. this is not, oh, but it washes off. If it rains, it washes off and no. So does the old shampoo, but that doesn't mean we're not getting poisoned. No, no. Um, so I know it can be very overwhelming, like everything else we've kind of thrown at people this season with mm-hmm. hey here's what's really going on but the best advice and I will you have many hills you will die on I will die on this hill mm-hmm. start with what you're using the most of like so as far as beauty products I don't wear makeup every single day so I'm not going to worry too much about that Right. yet like mm-hmm. if I happen to run out of something makeup wise okay I'll replace it with something cleaner something we all need to be using better of laundry detergent 100% we all mm-hmm. wash our clothes toothpaste oh. deodorant huge one and native and Tom's are garbage I'm sorry but they are but see they, that's the thing how do you fragrance. not stink and smell fragrance. like so actually just I've gone through this process before and it is a process because you have to detox from these mainstream deodorants like with the aluminum with the fragrance like you you have to detox from them and it's not necessarily like a real fun thing I would not recommend doing it in the summer if you live in Mississippi like you know what I mean wave yeah right so you have to give yourself a good two week period for your body to change. Like when you start using a more natural deodorant, you're going to stink for two weeks. It's not going to be a pleasant thing, but then when your body can like get rid of all of the toxins, mm-hmm. well, guess what? Then the natural deodorant actually starts working like it's supposed to so giving it like two weeks getting a really good (laughs) well the (laughs) other thing that you can do that I think is super important that nobody really talks about when like detoxing your underarms 
is getting a really, really good exfoliator. And every night when you're in the shower, like exfoliating your armpits, it kind of, mm. it kind of helps the process. I know that sounds weird, but, um, I found a really good, clean deodorant that's actually made on an organic farm here in Tennessee. I guess <laughs> I'll, I'll link it for all you people, for all five of you who maybe want to go into hippie land with me. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's talk about hippie land. Okay. I just always wanted to be a hippie and live like truly think about it. It sounds great. Well, you know, some, some parts, parts of, of it, it parts of it do, <laughs> yeah. you know, everything is homegrown organic. You have a safe community and you don't like have to minded like minded. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Ashley, it's just, it's terrifying because, and I, I hate this expression. I hate it, but I'm going to say it. Ignorance is bliss. You just, you go on about your day. You try to smell good. You do what you can, but there's a reason, like if you take a step back, the people who are in these worlds, I think they, they know what they're not telling us, right? Like doctors don't eat certain foods because they know that it's garbage, IVF and fertility specialists don't wear perfume. I have yet to come into contact with an IVF or like a fertility specialist. They're, they don't allow their employees to wear perfumes in, in the building. While you're going through IVF, you can't wear, you can't paint your nails. You can't wear deodorant that has aluminum in it. Really? This, yeah. Cause I mean, you're trying to good for them be as organic. Well, that's for them and, and their patients. I mean, while yeah. they're going through yeah. IVF, um, I know it's the same thing. Like all the people who work in big tech, like in Silicon Valley or whatever, they don't want their kids have social media. It's like, if you're in it and you see it and you know it, it completely transforms your life. But then it's the regular everyday people who are just trying to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that we're getting poisoned and we we can't have children. And it's affecting, um, just before we go any further, these endocrine just endocrine disruptors that we're talking about. Okay. It's in everything from your plastic uh, container, the plastic water glass that you drink out of the Teflon and the Calflon nonstick pans. It's in your furniture. It's in your makeup. It's in, in, in the oil, in the plastic of the earrings that you buy from Shein or whatever it's called. It's in your tampons. It's in the deodorant, your favorite lotions, it's on the bottom of your shoes, right? So all these endocrine endocrine disruptors are chemicals, both natural and man-made, and they mimic or interfere with the body's hormones known as the endocrine system. These chemicals are linked with developmental, reproductive, brain, and other immune problems, such as your stress response, puberty development, male mm-hmm. reproductive health and sperm count, inflammation, energy, cancer, fetal growth, female reproductive health, obesity, type 2 diabetes, immune function, cardiovascular (laughs) health, infertility, PMS, and I think I already said thyroid. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's it's just completely overwhelming. Where is it? Uh, Did you say anything about like ADD, ADHD? Oh, I did not. I did not. Um, So phthalate exposure has been linked to that. Um, all 
reproductive systems, like male also. Um, okay, yeah, ADHD, which I think is a big one because I think I think more and more kids are being diagnosed with yeah. um, like developmental and like learning mm-hmm. um, problems. Yeah because of all of all of these chemicals and they are used so like parabens and phthalates they're different mechanisms but it's essentially it's a preservative so that whatever you're buying isn't like sitting there molding in the bottle so it can sit there for years on end um or it is keeping whatever their trade Mm. secret scent is Mm. it is keeping that scent intact so that if you do open a bottle a year from now it's going to have the same smell that it did the day it was made that's what those two chemicals are used for but they are literally in everything i just you know i wonder I'm so jealous of those people in, in, in the beginning of the episode, you're like, you know, some people, they just use all this stuff. You smoke, you eat McDonald's and Mm. you use all this chemical stuff. And it's just, you're never bothered. When I hear about people like that, I think of the Mississippi Delta. I just feel like people who were born and bred in the Mississippi Delta, like nothing gets to them. They can wake up, drink like a fifth of whiskey, put on (laughs) some, you know, toxic perfume and, and go out and just live their life, smoke a pack of cigarettes and just, they're God knows they're raised all around roundup and pesticides. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, they're just like being internally preserved. I don't know, (laughs) I guess, but I I mean, I truly, I don't know. I say that because I didn't go to the Mississippi Delta for the first time until I was 27 years old Oh wow! and I met these people and I'm like, what is in y'all's water because y'all are a different breed of folk I've never met in my entire (laughs) life oh lord I know okay what other numbers are you gonna hit us with um let's see I have a fun number of so we all know that like other countries ban a lot more things than we do Mm -hmm. um the European European Oh, pregnancy brains killing me. European Union, they ban like 1,400 chemicals. Canada bans about 500. We ban like less than 20 um, in our country. And this is how backwards... the. This example alone just shows you how freaking backwards our country is and has been for quite some time. So, all right, briefly going to talk about flame retardants. Oh, they came okay. onto this. I know it's weird, but it's um, the 1970s, you know, tobacco industry has like taken off. Well, there was all these, there's a huge number of house fires from smokers. Mm -hmm. honestly you know cigarettes whatever so instead of like I think they tried to change some of the chemicals in the cigarettes at the time so that like they wouldn't maybe burn 
as long or ash, something, something like that. They tried to change the cigarette, okay. but their consumers, <laughs> the smokers of the world didn't they like the difference. Yes. They didn't like the taste of it. So then the tobacco industry just starts pushing for flame retardants to be put on everything to safeguard okay. from house fires. Okay. So instead of attacking the real problem, they which just is added the cigarette problem. Yeah. Yeah. They hit kind of hid the first problem by making this air quote solution for the problem that is like flame retardants are wreaking havoc on our bodies as well. Um, it's in like our clothing. It's in kids' clothing. Are you serious? Yes. I'm telling. Okay, you need to go watch Stink because okay. this dad hit it up with. I think it was like Justice. Um. It's, oh, the brands, the clothing yes, brands. It was oh, okay. This long thing. Nobody would talk to him. He could not get any answers on them putting flame retardants on like his little girl's pajamas. I don't oh know. Oh my gosh. But most households alone contain four pounds of flame retardant just because of our furniture, all that stuff. And it's not a regulated product either. What the heck? I know. So th- I, I'm using that as, as an example to just say that is how backwards we are in this country. The tobacco industry made they make such huge 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 money the power is in their pocket well the power is in a lot of people's pockets and it's like you said you know not to sound too conspiratorial but the the follow the money so I found this Mm -hmm. quote on another uh YouTube interview that I was watching in prep for this episode um may I read you this quote that I found yes If you take a plastic bottle and put it in the microwave and you heat it up, it gives off a chemical that is similar to estrogen. So the worst case scenario is that a few women may grow some little beards. That was from the governor of Maine in 2011, Paul LePage, uh, when discussing voting out BPAs and other chemicals mandating that they be banned at a state level. Because there's some states in our country, of course, like California, that's like, no, don't put that in food or clothing or ingredients or whatever um and so they it came up for a vote in maine in 2011 and that was his solution huh well some women may grow some beards it's not that big of a deal i'm sorry what's his name paul lepage paul lepage i'm sorry would you like to grow some boobs because (laughs) i don't think i'd want to grow a beard at this point in my life i mean what And people are just like, oh, well, what's the harm? What's the harm? I'm getting, you know, I guess all these politicians are getting paid. I don't, I I don't, I don't want to speak. No, I will. Oh, oh, her finger's up. She's got a quote. Go. She's got facts. Well, okay. This is from uh, a documentary too. So this, this is how this kind of like chain of event, this is how, um, I guess these like politicians and people in power, they kind of like climb the ladder, so to speak. Okay. Um, so a guy by the name of Cal Cooley, he was a congressional member who lobbied for the beauty industry. So as a congressional- He got a nice check then. Well, oh, no, no, no. 
as a congressional member, he was making 140 K a year. Well, then GAM, which I want to say is like something like grocery, something with the food, with our food, I think GAM, I don't know. He then became their CEO. So then he got, he was making $3 million. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess that wasn't enough. So then um, he became the president of the ACC, which is the American Chemistry Council, okay. which like controls all of this stuff that we're talking about on today's episode for um, a nice little paycheck of five mil a year. Okay. So I don't know if like these people are <laughs> setting out to climb the ladder like that, so to speak. But when you compare five million dollars to one hundred and forty thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm sorry, I would take that job as well. But like, but I was gonna say, I bet he doesn't use any of these products. I don't know if he does you have to see the study. Like you have to see the environmental impact studies. I mean, I know that they come across your desk. I know that they do. Oh yeah, but he's they don't care because they're they're well connected. They can pay for <clears throat> private whatever they need if you're mm. making five million dollars a year. You know what I mean? Like so it it's disgusting. It is so disgusting. And again, we say this every time we don't know what the answer is, but Ashley's answer is start small. Yeah. But again, this feels calculated. Why now have we been set up to be so sick, so fat? and so infertile why Um, why cheapness and mass production they can mass produce all of these things cheaply and we buy it that is why and then they it's kind of i mean i am going to sound a little hippy dippy here but they, they sell us on this dream right this american dream the more you have, the happier you will be. This mass production, um, you know, it's just, it's terrifying. It's yes. absolutely terrifying. But I mean, there's something to that, right? So if we're, if we're infertile and we can't have children and our men's sperms are not swimming and they're misshapen and our eggs are also misshapen and we've got lazy ovaries and we're not ovulating and all these things, Um, And then you go to an IVF clinic and they say, okay, while you're doing IVF or IUI or whatever, you are not allowed to wear fragrance, uh, certain makeups, you're not allowed to paint your nails, no aluminum in in the deodorant. That's, I mean, that's, you would think, because I read something a while ago that said, why don't women treat their bodies as if we are trying to reproduce at all times? Because that's when you treat your body like the absolute best, right? If you're trying to grow your family, certainly, especially after you've had a miscarriage or, you know, infertility issues, Mm -hmm. why don't we treat our bodies as if they are prized possessions preparing for reproduction all the time? I think women treat their body, or I mean, anybody treats their bodies better, I think, when they're trying to lose weight (gasps) than we do you are so right yeah 
And even that Vanity. was so twi- <laughs> Vanity. Oh, <laughs> that'll get you. That's what it, I'm, but I'm being for real. You will, I have seen people, I mean, I've been guilty of it too. You will throw some money. If somebody tells you you're guaranteed to lose 10 pounds, or if you're a guy that you will like mm-hmm. gain muscle mass, people will throw money at it. But then when it comes to this kind of stuff, they, it is, it is extraordinarily expensive, but I mean, you're right. Like you, you, you compare cost and you're like, well, this is too much. I'll just keep eating poison and putting, you know, fragrance on my body. Cause it's too expensive to do. I'm interrupting myself here. Do you <laughs> put on lotion every night? Uh, no, you don't. Mm-mm. I have. So since I've been pregnant, obviously like. I've been putting like on my, on my belly, but it is, what is it? Eight sheep organics. It's like a magnesium infused, um, like shea. It's, it's natural. It's organic. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, I do not do lotion unless I'm like, going somewhere and I'm in shorts or like a dress, like if I'm going to dinner or, you know, somewhere like that, no, I quit. Right. I quit even that coconut oil. There's an alternative right there. Coconut oil. But then I feel like I get so greasy and then oil stains your clothes. I mean, you don't have to straight up use like the oil. I guess you can use, cause I have used it before instead of the, uh, like just the straight up liquid, it's the, it's like solidified version Mm -hmm. of it. And it kind of melts in your hand. I don't know. I guess it's all, it all ends up as oil anyways. I don't know. Put it on and don't immediately get into your bed or your clothes. I don't know. Okay. Spray tan. Do you immediately put your clothes on after you spray tan? No. Touche. Touche. Well, <laughs> hey, I'm saying I, this is like, you well, gotta, no, I thought you were going to talk about the chemicals that are in spray tan. I mean, I know, it's basically I gone spray there. painting yeah. ourselves orange. Oh my gosh. It never ends. It never freaking ends. And then, okay. I follow the liver King on Instagram. Mm. You've got to follow him. Everybody's got to follow I, him. No, he is a ridiculous beef head. He's all about ancestral living and he eats uh, like three ounces of maybe even more like 10 ounces of raw beef liver every day. Anywho, vomit. he don't like it till you try it. I know I have my beef liver. I haven't prepared it yet, <laughs> but he like doesn't wear shoes. Shirt. He doesn't. Oh, he shoes. Doesn't, he, okay. Well, he doesn't wear shoes. He doesn't wear shirts. He sleeps on a wooden cot because there's chemicals in our mattresses, especially the memory foam. Like it's everywhere. Like you can't even get a flame good retardants. night's sleep. Flame, flame retardants. Like it's just, it's just so much and it's overwhelming. Oh my God. Cause I'm looking, I mean, okay. So I'm in the closet, right? I mean, I'm, I did not know. I, I feel like kind of dumb. Cause I did not know that there was flame retardants in all of our clothing. I don't think it's, it's dependent on the brand. Oh, okay. I don't think, I don't think it's all of them. I think it's very much dependent on to like everything else. Yeah. Um, Golly. it's I like, you would have lot. to start from absolute scratch. And then that mentality comes back of, 
why? What's the point? Because as soon as I walk out the door, there's chemtrails. There's my neighbor's perfume. There's, you know, other people's cigarette smokes. I would not go there. If, if you're interested or like if, if you think that this is any of this is speaking to you, (laughs) I, I would not go there because like, I think it is way more what we're doing at home to our bodies. True. I mean, everything starts at home. Yeah. Yeah. Versus being out in the world. Um, And I think every little thing helps like, okay, if you want to, if you want to do one thing different, switch your deodorant from aluminum, you know, to, um, and with like a natural fragrance. Okay. Well, right there, you're decreasing your risk for breast cancer, like right there. You know what I'm saying? So like, don't just don't become so overwhelmed in the thought that it's everywhere that what you're doing is doesn't matter. True. No, you're right. You're right. Because it, I mean, it does, even if you can't see it, you, it, it definitely is benefiting you. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Oh, it's just so much. I know it's a lot. It's just so much. And And I feel like everything's coming to a head, right? Like everything that we're, I think, or maybe for us, I think a lot of, I think a lot of people are becoming more aware and I think it's because of social media. I think I will, that's like, I hate social media a lot of the times, but I have actually learned so much about this, um, from Instagram. Cause like I'm a visual mm-hmm. kind of learner. Like I can sit there and read through all this medical journal jargon stuff. Do I love to No, but I can. Right. But I'm like so much more of a, of a visual learner. And they, there's so many accounts out there that takes all this stuff and like dumbs it down for you. Yes that it, it becomes a lot less, a lot less overwhelming and they'll do. So like two of my favorite ones, um, the natural minded mama. Okay. And then Dr. Green mom, both on Instagram, they make the best visuals for all like the health and beauty and household products. Mm -hmm they make the best visuals for all of this kind of stuff. And what I love about both of them is they will be like, Hey, instead of a, B and C, here are some better alternatives. Right. And that's where I've started. Like if I'm, you know, once we ran out of laundry detergent, look, we're living in a crazy economy. Mm. I am by no means telling you go throw out everything that you have and start over. Right. I know that's kind of hard because I've told so many people I, I got called a purist freak this week, by the way. I'm so who on earth <sighs> you like that? I mean, it's one of my friends, but I was <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like once you like, yes, I am. Thank you. Because once you know all this stuff, you can't unknow it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm not saying. You purist freak. I know. <laughs> so hell? like I will, if I run out of something, that is where I will start. 
you know, the hunt Mm -hmm. for something better, um, for beauty and like, I I guess it's mostly beauty products that they have on there, but there's a, um, great website called the detox marketplace. They have, it's like nothing but clean products, makeup, deodorant, Hmm. um, body stuff. I think I will say my only complaint about them is they have like, I think they have like native and all that stuff on there. Yeah. Is that not really clean? I think it's better than some of the others, but I don't think it's as clean as what they are promoting themselves to be. No. Mm. You know, what you said earlier about people like realizing this because of social media and people dumb it down and make it easy. Uh, One of my favorite accounts to follow is called Just Period Ingredients. She has over 760,000 followers. She also has a podcast. Does she really? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, Talk to her. (laughs) She has a (laughs) podcast. Um, She takes on like, I want to say each different episode she has is maybe like tackling or talking about one specific ingredient Mm -hmm. per episode or something like that Hmm. but yeah I know exactly who you're talking about well Ashley I don't know if we accomplished anything my dear but (laughs) I think we uh just word vomited again I feel like we overwhelmed so many people with the um our nutrition episode not in a bad way. People, it, were but it just is like, it's a lot. It's a lot of information. Like what? Yeah. And I think I, I shared something about seedles the other day on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. I had so many people <laughs> like reply to that. And yeah. I'm like, uh, hello. Okay. Obviously you people are not listening to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I, you know, I'm like, I know it's like, terrifying and it's so much, it's just, it so is much. so much, but you know what? We can do it. I believe in us. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Well, you can, can buy <laughs> look, let's end on a happier note. Okay. All right. I asked my Instagram followers, um, yesterday, who is your girl crush? And I'm so interested to know who your celebrity so random. It is random, but I mean, it's, you know, we're going to end on a lighter note here, Ashley, because I'm just looking at all my clothes and it's, it's freaking me out and all the chemicals. Who is my girl crush? Mine's Daphne Oz. I, I love her. I have no idea who that even is. Oh, she's precious. She's on the, the good dish. She's got Google her. She's beautiful. She's Dr. Well, Dr. Oz's daughter. She's very, very like traditionally. She's just a classic beauty, I think. Oh, she is cute. What does she do? <laughs> I mean, she's she's a chef. Well, I say that loosely. I think she's just famous and she knows how to cook. I mean, people just name themselves all sorts of shit these days. <laughs> it's whatever you identify as, Bailey. It's, yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't so know. We got a lot for Jennifer Aniston. Love her too. Gwyneth and Paltrow, Blake Lively, Reese Witherspoon, Kate Hudson, Emma Watson, Scarlett Johansson, Carrie Washington, Margot Robbie, Zendaya, um, Amy Lee from Evanescence. I thought that was kind of a random one. Audrey Hepburn. Um, <clears throat> was that my sister? Who? Did my older sister say Audrey Hepburn? 
No, that was my mother. Oh, my mother. I feel like that would have totally been my older um, sister is obsessed with her. Sienna Miller, love her. These were good. Mm. Emma Stone, Jennifer Lawrence, Jessica Simpson, Sophia Bush, um, Jesse James Decker. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Okay. Um, Mm. Who's yours? I don't know. I feel like I have different categories. (laughs) Okay. Wait, so obviously we've talked about us like growing up in the Kardashian Mm -hmm. era. I want to be best friends with Chloe. Like, I think she is the most hilarious. Because she's funny. She is, she doesn't give a shit. <laughs> like, she is always calling somebody out. Like, yeah. I don't know. Me and my friend Carly love, love Chloe. Um, But she's becoming a little extra these days too. So I don't, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. Really? You don't have like a go-to celebrity girl crush? Maybe, but like, I'm so weird. I don't have, I don't even have a favorite celebrity dude crush. Hmm. I don't have I a favorite movie. I don't have, you know, like there are some people who so adamantly can just like fire off those answers. Yeah. I've never been that kind of person. Okay. Good to know. Which, Good to know. Which I mean. I'm 35 weeks pregnant and I still don't have a name for this child. So oh, that kind of, my that God, kind of you just <laughs> made me so nervous. <laughs> okay, Whitney. Well, the name, look, the name will come. Cause I feel like as soon as you give birth to, the, to him and you'll look at him and then like, you'll know, like all the options that have been running through your head, you'll be like, yeah, Oh, maybe. he looks like a, he looks like this. I'm just, I'm saying, just more concerned just... because his room isn't ready. That's, that's my concern. Okay. Okay. It's coming. My mom is coming up here Thursday a week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we're, we're working on it. Um, but yeah, I, I've just never been one of those people that maybe it's because I just changed my mind too much. That's true. I would like to point out that I said celebrity girl crush to my Instagram followers because 98.7 of my followers are female (laughs) and my husband decided to jump in and say Kate Beckinsale. Oh, that's a good I, one. You know what? You know what? And I get your own kind of favor. <gasps> I can see where the, I can see that. Me? Yeah. Like y'all's hair, your complexion, your eyes. I can see that. Ashley, you just made my day. <laughs> I mean, not now. Because <laughs> you're still recovering from COVID. <laughs> but yesterday... Your, in, sure. your pretty Instagram story that you put up. Yeah. Y'all have like the same colored eyes now that I'm thinking about it. Oh my God. I can die happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kyle Henry can die happy. That's what I was about to say. Jeez <laughs> oh, Louise. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Think about your girl crush. Think about how you're getting poisoned to death. And uh, we're all going to be infertile on the hippie commune. <laughs> All right. No, we're going to turn it around. We're going to turn it around. The breaking point. Are you, do you have something else to say? No. You're going to do that later? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) See y'all next week then. We are so professional. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Bye. (laughs) Bye.